is Christine Conti, and you are listening to best-selling author of Split Second Courage. What if your fears were the key to your dreams? That's right, everyone. Available on Amazon right now as an ebook or paperback. Grab your copy today and unleash your inner superhero. What is holding you back from living the life you truly deserve? It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Oh, Brian, yeah. how's it going? Good. Back out to Strong Island, Christine. Woo! It's the holiday uh, season. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yes, we are back on Long Island with the amazing Hillary Topper today, who just happened to write from Couch Potato to Endurance Athlete, a portrait of a non-athletic triathlete, which I just think is hysterical and just such a great story. It, it is, you know, and, and I, I'm definitely somebody who beats that drum like anybody can do this, right? You know, and, and you know, or I invite somebody out for a run. We should go for a run someday or a walk someday. And I they say, oh, never do that. I never do that with you. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, I'm inviting you. Like, it, like you can do this. Like, let's all do it. Let's let's anybody can do but this. But I'm slowing you down, Brian. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, but no, you know, and no, here and not. here we are. Hillary's a great, great example of this. Of anybody can do this, right? If you truly believe that you can, and you put one foot in front of the other, or one mm-hmm. pedal uh, at a time, and Arm, uh, yeah, blow some bubbles in the water. Yeah, she tells a great story. Um, you know, and this is this is the story of of how she got it done, and she, you know, she wrote a book about it, and she blogs about it, and she's, uh, you know, fresh off of a, a, a triathlon in Key West. It didn't go exactly as. She she had planned. Um, but you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, maybe you go to the hospital, and then you're fine. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But Hillary owned, you know, she owned a, or owns a public relations firm. So she was like, miss, you know, I'm doing all the work and, and taking care of the family and all the things for everybody else. And then, um, you know, about the age of 48 was when... She was like, you know what? Mm, I'm drinking too much. I'm smoking too many cigarettes. I'm I'm not taking care of me. And she changed her lifestyle completely. And this is, you know, a little a little taste of of what she did. And I hope it inspires all of you to. You can do this. Like we, Brian and I, do not want to hear can't. We're like, <laughs> right? You you can. All right, you can. And it's it takes one day at a time to build, you know, these little things that you do into habits and it becomes a lifestyle and it is freaking awesome. Well, that's the deal. It is awesome and it's beautiful and it's tons of fun and it's there for you if you want it, right? I think that's the reason why we try and, and, and encourage people to go out and take those steps and live a good, healthy life is because we know that it's like a hell of a lot of fun. Super fun. Uh, you know, to live uh, in an inspired life and, and, and to be great and get things and accomplish things and maybe it's a medal maybe it's a you know a good time for you maybe you just feel good yeah how about that yeah hmm. and uh we laugh and we uh enjoy it and uh and this was a great conversation so hillary is one of the best we're happy to have her so uh listen up everybody and enjoy the show <laughs> Thank you. 
Christine Conti, and we are back for another amazing episode of the Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone Podcast. Brian, how are you? I'm doing well now that I got that sun out of my face, right? I got that one line Listen, peeking through the blinds. But it's beams it's like, of light are I'm, just shining down no, upon I, you from the heavens. I am Brian. angelic, no doubt. No doubt. Oh my gosh. We are getting right into this today because we have an awesome guest by the name of Hillary Topper. How are you? I'm great. How are you both? Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. I mean, I get excited when I remember, oh my gosh, Hillary is the one who wrote From Couch Potato to Endurance Athlete. I'm like, oh, this is great. We got the, we got the athlete on here who says she's not an athlete, but she really is. And, and, uh, I know that this is going to be great because we obviously, you know, really like talking about movement and competition sometimes and good stories that come with it yeah yes all right before we even start hillary i get a i get a message from you saying you know i I kind of have a black eye is this gonna be (laughs) on all right can you please please elaborate to our listeners why you have a black eye So I was at this uh, Key West Triathlon this weekend, and I was killing. I killed the swim. I get on the bike. I'm killing the bike. I have a great picture of me, like, beating these guys. I'm really really feeling good and strong, and I'm like, this is going to be the last race this year. I'm going to just, you know, kill it. And as I was coming around to curve, I caught something on my wheel and I went flying off the bike, banged my head, (laughs) banged the rest of my body. I'm like all bruised up, my whole entire body, my legs. And and I hate to ask. And that was it for me. That I was it. Okay, I was going to say I hate to ask, but is that was that that? Yeah. Okay. No, that was it. I mean, I actually got back on the bike. I did. And my my legs were all bleedy and it was just a mess. And the police officer was like, oh, you sure you want to get back on the bike? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to go into transition, feel, see how I feel. And I get back on the bike and the bike's like all wobbly. Uh, I'm like wobbling back and forth. And then, boom, I fall again right again. on my <gasps> Oh, boy. Good oh my! I had a good helmet on. Gosh, helmets are important, right? We got to take care of those brains. All right, everybody, I know. I had one PSA bike crash, and it was honestly, it was actually, it wasn't funny. It wasn't funny, but it was funny because the people were like, "Oh my god, yeah. don't get up! Yeah. You're gonna up!" And I totally had a, I totally definitely had a little bit of a like concussion or something. But I got yeah. back on the bike, and I, I was like, I just was so embarrassed. I think is what it was. And I finished the race and I remember going to the med tent after and they were like, what did you do? I'm like, um, I don't think it's that bad, is it? As like my, my shoe is like full of blood and like, you know, cause we, you really mess yourself up, but I will never, you know, I say this all the time. I'm like, helmets matter people like helmets matter. Like wear Definitely. a helmet. So thank God you had a helmet on. And oh, I mean, my I, goodness. I did still have concussion. I They rushed me to the hospital. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was good, though. It was good that I got checked out and 
they it was terrible though. I felt terrible that I didn't have any ID on me. I didn't have my medical card. I didn't have my ID. Nothing. So they treated me without it and sent me on my way. And I just called up Key West Hospital just now and said, you know, I know I owe you five hundred dollars <laughs> for my deductible. Let me give you my insurance. And you know, I just like called it in because I, uh, I, they were so nice. They were really, really nice. I met. I was gonna say, what's Key West Hospital like? Is like everyone like like they like use coconuts? Is it like Gilligan's Island? They're like, oh, stop you know, it. <laughs> <laughs> no, or, or, or like, so, I have yeah. never been to a, a nicer hospital. Everybody was so incredibly. I mean, they were hugging me as I was leaving the hospital. All That's the nurses cool. came You know by. why? Because they drink all day. I'm and just so, kidding. I'm it's kidding. just a happy place. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was down there a couple of years ago for the Key West half marathon, and it was, you know, I'm surprised that half the people were like finished the race because I think they'd been out partying, you know, all night. Either way, so it was, you know, good times. But I'm so happy that you are okay, all right, number one. And by the way, for all of us listeners, yes, triathlons are a lot of fun. Yes, they're they're totally, you know, I know this now that we've talked about crashing and whatnot, but it is actually an amazing thing and a lot of fun. So please don't get scared by our crash stories. But um, Hillary, we have to go. We got to go back now. We got to go back. Where are you coming to us from today? I live on Long Island in New York. Can you tell? <laughs> Hillary, I, I am I am originally from Long Island and it's great because the second you open your mouth, I'm like, Oh, she's one of me. She's I heard you it too. are one of us. Said, yes. This is this is uh, Hillary, added- where are you on Long Island? I forgot. Uh, Merrick. Yes. Nice little nice little Nassau County, Merrick. I'm a Babylon girl. Grew up nice. Yeah, not too far Love away. It there. Oh my gosh. So Tell us, tell us the story. Let's go back. We're going back to, we're going back to Long Island. Uh-huh. Here it is. Here it is. Hillary, tell so us I, how this started, this whole journey. So I grew up on Long Island and I don't know how to swim. I mean, yes, they took us to the pool and yes, the beach was in my backyard, but my, my mother was very overprotective and didn't want me to swim. She didn't want me to swim in the ocean. No less. You know, that was very dangerous. It was going to rip me up and that was it. Take me, take me away and never come back. Uh, so I did get, uh, you know, I used to, they used to bus us to like the recreation center for swim lessons, but I just wanted to have fun. I was splashing around with my friends. I never learned how to swim. So, okay. So fast forward, I'm 48 years old, not now, but back then. And I'm 48 and I have a public relations firm and all I'm doing is working. I'm working. I'm, I'm, I'm taking care of my parents. I'm taking care of my husband. I'm taking care of my kids, right? It's like the whole gamut and I'm not focusing on myself and I'm coming last. And at 48, I just had this like mind thing, you know, that happened. And I was like, you know what? I need to change my life and I need to change it now. So I decided to join a gym for the first time in my life. 
And I joined a place called New York Sports Club, and it was in Long Beach, and I hired a personal trainer, and he said to me, go warm up downstairs on the treadmill. Well, little did he know, I had no idea what a treadmill was, because (laughs) I was never in a gym before. (laughs) So I go downstairs, I'm looking at this treadmill, and I ask the person next to me, who's running, and like the sweat's coming down, I mean, she's like, the, the floor is like covered in sweat, excuse Excuse me, can you just stop for a minute and help me turn this on? <laughs> anyway, she did. She was gracious about it. I mean, I would never do that again. Like right. now I know it's not a cool thing to do, but I did do that. And I started to walk and eventually I started to run a little bit. And then I took it outside. And this woman, um, her name was Becky. She um, had just done the New York City Marathon. And she said to me, and she was in the same like women, we were like in a PTA type of thing together. And she said to me, why don't we run together? And I said, oh, my God, I can't run with you. You just <laughs> ran the New York City Marathon. I'm like barely running over here. I'm like run walking kind of thing. And she's like, no, 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 it's fine. We'll meet on the boardwalk and we'll go out and we'll. And we did. And that first day that we went out, we just really took it easy, you know, mostly walked, ran a little bit. And, you know, eventually she said to me, and we started doing this like every Sunday. And she said to me, why don't we sign up for a race? It'll motivate us, right? So she says, let's sign up for the Disney half marathon. All right. I'm saying to myself, okay, Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck. I mean, really? How hard could it be? You know, it's going to be hard. <laughs> it's going to be fun. <laughs> well, we get to Disney, and unfortunately, we both got so sick, we didn't do the race. Um, but I ended up doing a race uh, about a month later, actually, with my husband. And that was his first and last race. Okay. <laughs> We did the New York City Half Marathon, and it was just an amazing experience for me. So I loved it. I loved every minute of it. And I just went on to do a lot of different runcations with my friend Becky. And then one day, I we were about 50, I was about 53. She was older. She was like 56 or something. I She said, we were running the Brooklyn Half, and she said to me, do you really want to do this still like I am so done with running I don't want to run anymore and I was like you know I had been in Florida like about two weeks before the race at this I was an original Google Glass Explorer so I had those like Google Glasses that like you know videotaped and you know and I was asked to go to Fort Myers to take video and photos and share it on my social So anyway, while I was there, the tourism director said to me, oh, you have to check out this triathlon that we have. If you're a runner, you would love this. It's called the Captiva Tri. So during fast forward, during the Brooklyn half, I said to my friend Becky, why don't we do the Captiva Tri? Mm -hmm. You know, forget about these runs. We'll do that. That'll be fun. Well, little did I know I didn't know how to swim. I really didn't know how to bike ride. I mean, shift gears, like, <laughs> I lived in Long Beach. It was flat. There was no gears. There was, you know. I'm a Long Island gears. girl. There's, what do you, well, like, mountain bike? Like, what? Yeah, no? Well, a huffy? A 10-speed. That's about it. 
Yeah, I don't even think this had this had three speeds. My my original bike, so I was like, I don't know. But anyway, so so I had to get a bike, and I had to learn how to swim. And you know, my funny the funny story was with the swimming was that I hire a coach, and he's like, oh, you got to join a master swim team, and you know whatever. And I go down to this master swim team. I'm totally intimidated. All of these amazing athletes are swimming like crazy. And I jump in and I can't even get across the pool like without throwing up. I mean, I was so, it was so bad. The lifeguard who's like really young. I mean, I was really old enough to be his mother. He jumps (laughs) in with me and he's like, let's blow bubbles. You know, like, ooh, let's blow bubbles together. (laughs) You know, and that's how it started. Very. All right. All right. I love, hold on. I love the fact that I got another Long Island girl here who grew up like near the ocean. I could splash. I could go in the ocean all you want. I took swim lessons my whole life. I could swim for shit. Yeah. Like (laughs) my swimming. And again, I was an athlete. I did all the things, but not in the water. Like, don't make me put my face in the water and my ears and the all like losing that sense of like the first time I got into the pool as being older and being like, Oh, okay. I'm going to swim. I think I I didn't feel like I was going to throw up. I was like hyperventilating. I think my heart rate went up to like almost 200 and I almost turned into the Hulk, like almost getting across the pool once. And I'm like, how is it that I can run a marathon yet? I can't swim 25 yards. It's different (laughs) for sure. Totally. different. Yeah. I mean, I always, I always thought of swimming as like, you know, same thing. I grew up, in at the Jersey Shore, a mile, you know, I'm a, I'm a mile from the beach where I grew up, and you know, in a beach town, and it was always about okay, I'll probably never die swimming in the ocean, but I'm not like from point A to point B, right? Like the the you know the the, the gun goes off, and now I'm competing in this swimming. Right. Like it's always just more about like all right, just stay alive and survive, and and you know, again, dropping in on waves and everything. I mean, I've done it all, but right. it, but it's that extra aspect of. Okay, this is the whole purpose of me being here is to go faster and to, or to, you know, to compete. That's uh, that's a tough spot. I don't know if competing is what a lot of us swimmers do. Staying but we afloat. just like we get there. <laughs> we get it done. <laughs> oh my god! So was everybody? You have this, uh, you know, epiphany. You have the line in the sand. You're going to change your life. You're, you know, you're getting a trainer at the gym. Uh, what was everyone around you thinking uh, about they your behavior? I was absolutely nuts. Of course, absolutely <laughs> nuts. And and you know, I mean, to this day, my I mean, my husband is like, he doesn't want to have anything to do with it. He's like. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? You know, come play golf with me. This that's easier, you know. Well, easy's not always funner, or better, or as satisfying and fulfilling, right? Right. I mean, I enjoy golf, but this is amazing. I just I I the you know, I just love getting up early in the morning, getting my thing done. That's my time, you know, and just feeling it. Like I just love it. Um you know, thankfully, after that first swim experience, I became a marathon swimmer. So I've been doing a lot of long distance swims and I just absolutely love it. What is so what inspired you now? I mean, you obviously wrote a book. You're passionate enough about I mean, you got the bug. We obviously know what that's like to, you know, you get that. Oh, my gosh. What's next? What's next? What am I going to do next? And 
we get it. And it's there's something about that adrenaline and that feeling of being out there and not having to be first, not having to be a pro because, you know, let's face it, a lot of us that catch this bug, you know, later in life, we're not out to get, you know, major sponsors by Nike all, or to win the gold medal in the Olympics. self-satisfaction. Like, so, you know, now you're into this. What in, what kind of inspired you to say, hey, you know what, I'm going to I, – I feel compelled to write this book because as, as an author myself, like you have – there's something that that starts inside of you that you have well, to listen I to. Well, really, yeah. I mean it's a good question. I, I really – I really changed my life and I was doing all the bad things like drinking a lot, you know, smoking cigarettes. I mean, I was doing all the bad things and I wasn't taking care of myself. I was taking care of everybody. And, you know, I thought, I know that there are so many other people out there just like me who want to change their lives, but don't think they can. And if I could do it, Anybody could do it, you know, because I was, I am still not, I mean, I just don't consider, you know, it's like, uh, I teach at Hofstra and a couple of the students were saying they feel like they're imposters. Well, sometimes I feel that way too. Like I do these things and I'm, you know, I, I do these events and I, I get into them, but I don't feel like I'm athletic because I never was athletic. You know, I never, I cut gym. I I never, I never participated in gym, you know, (laughs) you know, so it was, it was really, um, you know, for me, it was, it was really a change. And I, and, and that was my compelling thing was that, you know what, I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to, you know, just put my whole soul into this book and, I know that if people read it, they will be able to, you know, say, look, if she did it, I could do it too. That's amazing. And that are, are people uh, like on on Team Hillary, are they, are they, you know, coming at you and saying, thank you. This is what I've been able to do based on this information, you know, the, you know, based on I your story. Of, yeah, awesome. I get a lot of amazing um, accolades from people like around the country just saying, you know, thank you so much for being so transparent and sharing your story because it really, it meant a lot to me and it, it makes me feel like I want to do that too. I love the, I love the changes. And I, it's funny because I remember going to, went to high school with this girl, very, very pretty girl, super nice. But she was like always dating the older guys. She had like the, the leather jacket. Like you'd think it would like with the little, you know, almost like the white snake leather jacket, right? Smoking her cigarettes all the time. And, you know, that was, that was who she was when I knew her as a, you know, as a teenager and reconnected on social media. I don't know, you know, 10 years ago. And she's like into marathon running. She runs all these races. She, and I remember being like, girl, what, like, what happened? Like, who are you? You know? And she's like, I just love running. It's so awesome. And I was like, where's your cigarette and your, your leather jacket, you know? And it's, I, I just, I love the, the reinvention that all of us can, can have. And, you know, I work with, with groups of women and we talk about reinvention all the time. And it's just so interesting that there is no reason why you have to remain stuck or doing the same things over and over again. And you were able to 
break out of that. And that's what's so amazing that now, you know, you could just say, oh, yeah, it's just me. But you chose instead to say, hey, I'm going to write this book because I I feel like my message is important. And we always say that's why we have this podcast. We want to share other people's breakthroughs and triumphs because this is what we do for each other. If you could do it, maybe someone else can do it. And if, you know, if us crazy fit crazies can do something i bet you guys can do something too so thank you so much for for at least you know coming out there and and sharing that story um but i do want to i definitely want to ask you um to give a little a little piece of of the book because you you say that um an unathletic triathlete like what exactly does that mean because you have to be pretty athletic to swim or bike. I mean, running is, you know, you have to be athletic to run, Brian. He's I'd a big say, runner. No, That's I'm a big I runner. But I would, say, I would say the bike is the easiest of it because, you know, you can. Balance, though. Yeah, but you don't have to be, like, you know, kids in the school, you know, kids learning to ride bikes. Not all of them are athletes, mm. right? I think, you know, running, I don't know. Go ahead. Uh, you answer that, Hillary. Yeah. You know, it's, it's. I guess because it's, again, like I felt like I was not athletic getting into this. And sometimes I think to myself, you know, I used to, you know, train with these coaches and they would say, oh, our athletes. And I'd say, wait a second, that's not me. You know, (laughs) I'm not an athlete. But yeah, I am an athlete, but never felt that way. So I guess that's that's where I get the non-athletic triathlete. (laughs) Yeah. It's yeah. and you are. You are an athlete and that's what I love is that we're conditioned. Like you said, you used to cut gym. Like meanwhile, I'm like, God, I would never cut gym. Like I'm like, oh my God, it's so awesome. Like maybe you, you could take you could take or leave math or, or chemistry, but like gym, no, I've never, ever. Um and it's you know, people are conditioned to think that they're not athletes just because they can't throw a ball or like, you know, do these specific things, but that's, there's so much more to it than that. Yeah. I also think that a lot of people, especially my age, like they'll, they'll think, oh, I'm too old to do this. Yeah. I'm too overweight to do this. I'm too whatever to do this. And that's another message that I try to get across in the book is that you're never too old. You're never too overweight. I was, you know, over COVID boy, I, I gained like 30 pounds. I mean, (laughs) thank God I lost it, but you know, it was really hard and you know, I still go to Weight Watchers, you know, and, and I do these things because I, I think it's really important for self-development how about just getting back to getting into it, you know, for the very first time? Was it something that you were, you know, was it quick snap of the fingers and you were just on to the next thing, or was it contemplation, contemplation, I want this, but I don't know what to do, where to start, any of that? Yeah, I mean, the big thing was, you know, getting up in the morning. Like, I just felt like, oh, I'm just going to go back to sleep. I don't want to do this. You know, this yeah. isn't really what I want to do, you know? I mean, and it's easy just to go back to sleep. And I, I have a lot of people who were in my running group who feel that way. And I said, you know, you got to just lay out your clothes the day before you got to get your coffee ready and you just got to, you know, do what you got to do and get out the door and just force yourself to get out the door. And that's, I think the hardest thing, once you're out the door, you could do your workout, you could do whatever, but 
you know, I think that's really the hardest thing for most people. And it definitely was for me. It wasn't until it became a habit that I really started to, you know, say, oh, well, I need to do this. Like this week since this happened with I, I a concussion, I'm like, well, my whole body is like bruised up. I haven't been able to work out at all because I'm like, if I work out, I'm going to really hurt myself. I've got so many like road rash bruises, yeah. you know, it's yeah. just bad. So, you know, it's making me a little bit nuts, you know, talk about crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the exorcism uh, well, we well, talk about. The, the way, yeah. Exercise the, things out. The exercise them. And, and, and I always, you know, think of like, I used to, you know, we all used to be like, I used to walk around like that all the time, unexercised and crazy, right? Now, <laughs> now it's like you, you kind of aware of, of your own, you, you, you know, your own situations. And, you know, now it's like my wife will say, go for a run. You'll be all right. You know, like, you know, get out, go, go do that, you know, go do whatever that thing is that makes you uncrazy. It's true. I mean, the thing about it is that it's, it's almost like more mental than physical. Sure. You know, the whole thing. I mean, it just makes you feel so much better. You know, you can get through your day. You can handle your stress. I mean, everything, you could just get it all out in your run or your swim or your cycle. Of course. You know, it's just, it's it's amazing. It really is. And Well, it, you know, it's it's also scientific. Like, you know, science scientifically proven. It's, it's not anecdotal that it, we all feel that way. You know, we, we had the uh, last week we had on Tony Berlant and, and you know, his exercises uh, connected to brain activity and it's like yeah yeah we really do feel better when we move we're animals right yeah. i would love to hear we you know there's there's excuses like out the wazoo all the time and you know you you're a, you're a professional woman who has a business and a family and you're taking care of people tell our listeners if possible all right. I know there's excuses. There's so many of them. You talked about getting up early. How is it that you managed to put in some of this training? Because some people actually think, and I, I thought this too before I got into racing and, and whatnot, I thought that it was just like you had to race. You had to have like three workouts a day, every day, and then all day, Saturday, Sunday. I mean, I think some people do, which is not okay. Yeah, like they watch The Rock right. on, they're like, on oh, Instagram, and then they're like, oh, that's no. how I have to be. But it's re- it's really not like that. So tell us tell us a little bit about your training schedule. Yeah, so I, I, I get up really early. I mean, for me, I have the most energy in the morning. I really do. And I go to bed early. You know, my husband hates it, but I do anyway, because I do it for me. I got to do it for me. I got to start mm-hmm. thinking about myself. And so I go to bed early, probably like, you know, nine, sometimes eight, <laughs> depends. But I'm up at like four. And, you know, by five o'clock, it takes me an hour in the morning just to get sure. myself together. Right. And then by five, five thirty, I'm out the door. I'm either, you know, on my way to the pool or the open water or doing a bike ride or, you know, doing a run outside the door. Um, and I kind of structure it where like every day I do something different. So it just mixes it up, you know, so I try to do, you know, at least two. like now we're on off season. So I'm doing like two, two and two, two bikes, two runs, two swims. Um, and I take one day off usually, you know, just during the week. I mean, the weekends I could, you know, I can still do it. I, 
I don't really have much of a like you know party life. So no, yes you I do. Did. Yes you do. It's just a different venue. Yeah. That that party yeah. is elsewhere. Yeah. Right? But the one thing I do want to say is that the people that you meet along the way are just amazing. Like you guys are amazing. Like everybody I meet in this journey has been so incredible. And it's amazing that like Olympians are accessible and, you know, people that are so, you know, these awe-inspiring people, you could talk to them. They, they'll get on the phone with you. Of course. And, yeah. You know, it's just awesome. Yeah, it really is. That's that is a definite. I mean, we have the best community, right? We're not boring people by any means, and we, you know, we, our, our blood is flowing, and you know, our brains are working too. And it's it's always just a a great thing, and 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 again, accessible. You know, like running a cool down with somebody who you never met before, but they were in the race with you, you know, and you just like, hey, I'm gonna go for a cool down. You want to go, and then you turn out, you meet them, and then you know, the next thing you know, you're scheduling a a run with them, you know, on the weekend yeah. or whatever. You know, it's just very easy. Uh, you know, cause we all, I think there's a mutual respect. Uh, you know, I think that there's a general easiness about us, you know, we're, we're not, uh, you know, the triathlon world is a little type a, a little way more type a than that running world. I always say, um, you know, and, and, but same thing, you know, everybody wants the same thing. Everybody has the same goals. Everybody loves a training partner. Everyone loves a group run, you know, and things like that. So, uh, when it's time for that, uh, so yeah, it's great. It's just community. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. And the other thing is that, you know, you don't have to be the fit. Like, you know, Christine, you had mentioned earlier, you don't have to be the fastest person. You know, it doesn't always have to be about getting on the podium. It's just being out there and enjoying the moment. And to me, just watching that sunrise in the morning is just, it's just breathtaking. And it makes me feel so happy all day. Um, the I get all the time, people are always sending me, you know, this is what I ran this and this is what I swam this and this is what I did this. And, and I'm like, that's great. Good, good for you. That's awesome. You know, and, and people will ask me like, well, what's your swim this and what's your, then I'm like, okay, a, I'm lucky I don't drown. Um, B I'm not, you know, they're like, are you that bad? I'm like, no, nah, middle of the pack, but I'm cool with that. Like I, I'm, I'm absolutely complacent with where I'm at in the swim. Totally fine. And, Again, could you be faster? Could you train harder? Could you? Yeah, but you know what? The second that this, and this is what I, what I'm curious for you, and I'm sure you see this, there's people that this is all they do in life. That's it. There is no other relationships. There is, you know, it's like you, you kind of become so inclusive, you know, like you, you kind of shut everything else out. And, and I feel like, at the end of the day, I actually asked, I'm going to tell you this. I asked this question, ready? There's someone I know um, literally trains morning, noon, and night, has two small kids, blah, 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 like does really well, went out and did an amazing job at the Ironman World Championships in Kona. Amazing okay. job, right? And I saw how hard she worked and how much she gives up and how much, you know, sacrifice. Did amazing after she's after she was done with the race and whatnot she's like oh I did a right but like I thought I could have done better and this and that and and I I literally asked her a question I go you were amazing I go so what next like what's the next thing and well I'm gonna get right back into training and, and I'm like 
oh my god (laughs) you're not a pro like you're not a pro you have a kid you know you have two kids and a husband and a job and i'm like you know and and i really i struggle with this i struggle with this a lot and it's hard to i guess i don't know i'm like i i just i'm curious of what you what you think what you encounter I encounter exactly the same thing. Um, there are some people out there who this is their whole entire life and that's it. Um, you know, I often wonder people with small children how they could do this because I could never do this if my children were small. Like that to me, I, I work so much that every spare minute I spent with my kids, like I, that was my main thing. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think that, you know, there, it is addictive. It's definitely an addictive sport. And I, I also think that a lot of people have addiction problems and they go into this sport because of that, you know, so it's like from one addiction to another and there's like healthy and then there, it becomes like extreme. And I think we need to just be concerned about that because that is a concerning thing. It, it It's almost like it all goes to like your mental health, you know, is it, you know, when you're saying, when you're doing an event and say, oh, I should have done better, but you know, you placed, or even if you didn't place and you did really well or whatever, why are you getting so down on yourself? Like that is to me so negative. I see that all the time on Facebook. Oh, I should, I could have done much better than this or just be happy with where you're at now. Like this is your, you know, like what you're saying, Christine, like you are killing it. Like this is great. I'm, I'm happy for, you know, you should be happy for yourself that you're doing this and you've done this. That's, that's my take on it. I mean, I think that we often, you know, we often get wrapped up in looking at the future and not staying present and not really appreciating the moment as it's going, you know, like example, when I did the New York City Marathon, right, on my arm, I dedicated, I used indelible ink and I dedicated each mile to somebody else, you know, and a lot of people do that. and. To me, it kept me in the moment because every single mile I remember so vividly. I mean, and this was in 2016 and I still remember, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, you can't look back and say, you know, just appreciate where you're at. I mean, look, I, I was feeling great in Key West, right? I was feeling great until I didn't. <laughs> but I'm not going to let that stop me. I'm not going to I'm not going to not ride my bike because I had a bad bike crash. I'm not going to, you know, stop triathlons because of that. Like I'm going to keep going. You know, it's just a part of the journey and you just got to keep moving forward. Yeah, it, it it's it's all it's that behavior, right? People definitely, you know, the behavior can be destructive. The behavior can be uh, you know, helpful and positive, it, you know, really. And, and, you know, everything's good for you until it's not right. So we can take something like this. that's so healthy and, 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 and awesome and amazing. And our bodies feel great when we're doing it in the sense of accomplishment. And we can really 
keep digging that that ditch until uh, you know you're dissatisfied with something that you know when you first started uh, you would have you know cut off your arm for you know like uh, sub three hour marathons and fast you know times and and you know my world Boston qualifiers and all these things you know it's like. Uh, I had an old timer once tell me I was training my butt off, and it was like you know I was I was getting ready for a race. I forget which one, but and, and, you know I was all in, and <laughs> and I was you know the commitments were made, and you know and and he looked at me and he goes, yeah, old timer, great runner. You know he's in his seventies, I guess at this point. And he says. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure you're not going to make the, this next Olympics, but maybe the next one. You know, and, and I, you know, I was like, you know, I was in my 40s, and it just kind of put things in perspective. You know, like he, he was basically saying, um, you can be really fast and go home, and be with your kids, and you know, and and make sure you're not missing out on any of that stuff because, you know, what are you like? You're a good local runner, and 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 that's great. And you know, if you're and if you try and make it anything that it's not, well, then you're just ramming your head against the wall, and that's no fun. Yeah, exactly. You really, we all just get caught up in that. And it's, it's like, you know, let's put it into perspective, right? Like, who cares? At the end of the day, really, nobody cares how, how, what time you did. I mean, or nobody. if you podium, they don't even remember that you podiums. It, it doesn't even matter. But you, but when, just because you're out there doing it, yeah. that's what, that's the point of it, you know? And, and if you feel great, love it. All right, yeah. Hillary, this is hysterical. So, um, so I was out, I was out in Kona for the world or for whatever, you know, I don't even know the name of it. I'm like, ah, oh, the world championships, right? She's got the backpack so, right, to her, right to her left. I love the backpack she's, she's just because so it's really, it's, it's really bright and fun. <laughs> okay. So this is the best. So everyone's like, all right, what'd you think of the swim? The, the, and I was out there swimming like many days before, right? I took my sweet ass time mm-hmm. on the swim. You know why? Because it was like snorkeling. Okay, I I was out there looking at Dora, you know, like little and the fish and the like. I'm literally there's these big boats out out at the that you swim to and you have to swim around. And one one's called like the drunk boat and everyone's partying and like music. And this is early in the morning. So I stop and I'm like pretending to dance with them like in the in the water. You know, I was like, then I swim back and keep my, you know, I'm not snorkeling, but like it's like I'm snorkeling. It was amazing. It was amazing. And I will, I don't care. Like, does it matter how fast I got out of the water? I got out of the water and I had a great time. And I saw all the fish and I was near nobody. I was near, uh, like, I was nowhere near the buoys. Like, I was way far away because I wanted to see the fish and not be splashed. Like, it was easier to see deeper. Yeah. Oh, oh there, there's God. some alphas in that field. They you were know, like, "What? Look was, at this clown!" Um, it <laughs> was great. I had a great time. Great time, and oh. no pressure, no whatever. Um, but that's the kind of thing that you know. Do you think that that just comes with age? You know, I don't know. I think it's like a mindset kind of thing. You know, I really do. I, I I'm not sure if it's because I'm older that I'm appreciating life more. I'm not really sure, but, you know, I know some young people who do and, you know, so I I think it all depends on, on where you're at in your life. But, you know, I, I, it is important just to, you know, just to enjoy and like, just 
that's what I wanted to do so bad with this triathlon in Key West. I wanted to like, this was my last one of the season. It's like, all right, I'm just going to love every moment of this, you know? And I, and I did until I didn't. I mean, and even when I was in the hospital, it was fine. Okay, you have a you have a you have a chapter for the next book. Yeah, right? I would have said I'm not going to the hospital. You better bring me over to like you know Slop, sloppy, Joe's. sloppy Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> Is sloppy Joe's the hospital? Because then yes, that's where I want to go. <laughs> Whatever, each his own. Uh, yeah, exactly. So Hillary has has writing the book changed your life? Has it changed you? Well, it's it. It hasn't, I don't know that it's really changed me, but what it's done is it, it's introduced me to so many people around the country. I've done a lot of book tours around the country and I've met so many amazing athletes and that's been so inspiring. I mean, everyone has a story and everybody's story is so heartwarming and I just love it. I love listening to them. And, you know, hearing what they have to say and it just, it just makes me really happy. Um, I'm going to be speaking at the Boston Run Show, um, on the 27th of January, you know, and, um, that'll be a really, I'm really excited about it. I have free tickets. If anybody wants, they could use my H topper code. All right. Okay. (laughs) All right. That sounds good. Yeah. So tell us, tell everyone, first off, where can they get your book? So from Couch Potato to Endurance Athlete, you can pick it up on Amazon. You could pick it up on Barnes & Noble. You could go into a bookstore, any bookstore, and ask for it, and they'll give it to you. I also have it on audio book in case, like, people don't – a lot of people don't like to read. Like, they just want to listen to a book. So I – Took, I did it myself. Ooh. It's not like the greatest, you know, recording. It, it's pretty good. I actually, I learned how to do this all myself. Um, but the book was published by Meyer and Meyer Sports. And I'm really grateful that they believed in me and they believed in my story. And yeah. It's great. Yeah, those audio books are for people like on long runs and and bike rides and things like that, right? Yeah, they, car trips. Yeah, yes. at the gym for sure. Yeah, that, that's when the uh, that's when the athletes get it done. We don't have time to read all the time, you know. So, uh, can you please tell us about your blog then? Yeah, so I have a blog. Um, it's called atriathletesdiary.com. dot com, and it also talks about. My journey, I talk about, you know, different things. I, I review a lot of products. I, you know, just went to the running show in Austin and got like a ton load of new products that I'm reviewing. So, you know, you could check it out um, at atriathletesdiary.com. And I also have a blog called hillarytopper.com, which is more of a lifestyle blog. And I do a lot like with travel and restaurants and stuff like that, you know, so... It's just I have a lot of fun with it. Awesome. Why are we not traveling and blogging? Uh, or, well, we, I mean, we're podcasting every yeah, week. Yeah, that is true. This, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got, we're pretty deep into this podcast thing. You know, it's been like six and a half years Something now. Something like that. Know. Woo! Oh, my gosh. Oh, All right. Hey, Hillary, tell us, aside from the blogs and everything, um, if people want to, I don't know, get in touch with you or... Is there is there a great place to go where they can find everything? 
Yeah, I mean, they could go to my Instagram account, which is Hillary Topper. It's H I L one L A R Y T O P P E R, um, and you could find everything there. I have a link tree in my bio. Um, with all my blogs and all that kind of stuff, um, where you can buy the book. Um, and it's really, I just love Instagram. I've just been living on it. So, you know, you can even send me a message there and I'll definitely respond. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. You got that PR thing down, right? You're, you're, you're good at that. <laughs> I've been doing it a long time. <laughs> well, you got skills. Love it. <laughs> Hillary, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. And especially during the holiday seasons, I think this is a great time to maybe gift a little yeah, couch give, potato yeah. to triathlete yeah, for everybody. A good stocking stuffer. Yeah. I mean, you got to get a little bit wider of a stocking, right. but it'll fit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So we will put all that information uh, out in our show notes and put that out there for everybody and hillary thank you once again and uh you you keep inspiring everyone and by the way please heal a little bit too okay yeah i was gonna ask you what's next but next is healing all right just take your time with that heal all right thank you thank you both with that said it is christine conti and i'm brian prendergast and we are two fit crazy and the microphone we are where it's at peace